This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 334, When Making Roundtable with Dane and Milty. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. busy season hunter it's a busy time of life we're a couple of busy boys we're we're on the move we're yeah. we're on the lamb <laughs> we're running from the government we yeah. gotta get you out of new york uh we got we're, we're all just we're just trying to make things happen and in the midst of it we do have prelims happening which feels like mm-hmm. a lot at this point i'm realizing no it's great and i think <laughs> i think it's per- all perfectly timed uh for you know we're moving yep we're we're Grooving, you got a new job. Uh, we're still doing the old job, and it's nice because I don't like having time to do other stuff. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. I right. just like doing this. It's a good and season so, of life of just like I do. I do this at all times, and then any free moment I have, it's like okay, well, I really have to play Sonic Three before Tuesday, so I guess that's also what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> you got to play Sonic Three, bud. You got to play Sonic Three like that. <laughs> I'll I'll say this I'm getting I'm blowing you out of the water when it comes to homework sure, over here. Sure. I'm, I'm deep in February at this point. What else? Deep is new? in February. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Is new? <laughs> well, it's different this time, Matt. And and my tone is different. I hope you recognize the difference in that tone. I'm no longer. My tone is not. I'm not the principal coming by your office. I'm like, hey, we, hey, bud. What, I'm like holding your hand, being yeah, like, yeah. we can do it. You know what I mean? Like we're on, a boat on the edge of sinking. a cliff. Yeah. 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 It's not the same tone. Okay. I used to hit you around the back of the head with a ruler. All right. And this is not, we're not in that anymore. We're at war, man. With the audiences. Uh, we're at war with you. Uh, Hunter, I have some tournament updates for you. And we actually owe everybody for last week. So we have a, we have a, a larger update for the qualifiers first up uh, because I we just we straight up didn't. It was an ARCs episode last week and we were both in yeah. ARCs mode and we just pretended the TI tournament didn't exist for, for a single week. Uh, but Which we have a disgusting. lot of catching up to do. Yeah, disgusting horrible. Disgusting we did that. Yeah. Horrible thing. Uh, but let's talk about all of our new prelims players, which is really funny now because some of these prelims players have already pr- played and lost their prelims. <laughs> so some of these names I'm going to congratulate them, but they're already out of the tournament. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. I, I'm not even sure it's making sense what you're saying. You're talking about new qualifier players. I'm talking about have... qualifiers that have won. Yeah. And now have already played their prelims and are out yes. of the tournament and yes. are done. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So, uh, hey, congratulations to Swoops McGee, Scooney, Unminmax, Rotka, Wild Wushu, Rielke, uh, Max12322, Skyforger, Drago Thaxton, an angry hey. penguin. Yeah, exactly. Uh, an angry penguin, Linus the Fifth, Jono, previous tournament champion. Uh, one and done it too. Jono came in, played one game, won it, is is in is in the prelims. Congratulations. Nice. Uh, also Eat Two and Mantis. And that was all your new prelims players, your your recent qualifiers. Congratulations. Wow, Mantis is back, and we're not gonna let it go unremarked. We're gonna get <laughs> yeah, Mantis. Maximum is back. heat on him in the prelims, please. <laughs> 
<laughs> that would be greatly appreciated. But you know, y'all can listen. Jono out of touch. You know, don't y'all don't think too much about Jono, right? Like, I, I want to yeah, see yeah. Jono make it to the finals. But let's let's get some heat on Mantis. Let's. <laughs> Jono won the tournament, but it was an easy year. We all know that. <laughs> that it was an easy. That was the easy year. That's the line we're trying to sell. Is mm-hmm. is, is to, so that we can get Jono in another final. Oh, tournament four. That was the easy year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah, all yeah, yeah. easy mode that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Absolutely. Uh, but also, what we get to do in this tournament update section is we have prelims players that are in the semifinals now. We have yeah. semifinalists, and because we didn't do last week, I actually have six semifinalists to announce. Yeah. Uh, this don't is listen very fun. if you if you want to watch sure. on YouTube. If you haven't watched these games yet, don't listen if yep. you don't want spoilers. This is spoilers. Spoilers. Okay, these are big spoilers for like thirty seconds. We've got Banner Spear in prelims game one. Heck yeah. Benedict in prelims game number two. New to me, but congrats all the same. Yep. Uh, in game number three, random 8127. Deserved it. <laughs> I can confirm. Actually, wait, can we say, so can we cover weekend one? Every single game was some win-makey BS. Like, through and through, every single yeah. game from week. We had this this first blush of the tournament was like, oh, did <laughs> did Twilight Imperium get really weird this year? Like, is is the new meta almost too dangerous for everyone? Yeah, this is just how it always is. Y'all, <laughs> y'all, you go in the dark. We don't get to see y'all play as much. <laughs> then we meet back up, and uh-huh. we're, we walk in, and we're like, what are you all doing yeah. in here? And then as we... As we come back together, y'all kind of straighten out a little right. bit. As we y- yell y'all at get you. weird in the dark, you right. know what I mean? Right. When when you don't have us. <laughs> uh, next up for the most recent weekend of games in game number four was the meta. Welcome back to the semis. Yeah. Uh, we've big got, fan. By the way, big fan. Big fan. Uh, on originality, congratulations on your prelims win in game number five. Yeah, that was a crazy one. And finally, in game number six is Shambeko. Congratulations to Shambeko. Uh So that's six semi-finalists we are yep we are uh one sixth of the way there actually oh yeah that's... we've got a whole game we could do semi-finals game one yeah right now right we could do it we, oh yeah that's true we could just <laughs> we could just throw these players into a mix well, what yeah, let's we have, did it like that let's have the qualifiers the prelims and the semis all running at the, all same, at the time. same time <laughs> all at the same time uh, worth noting to uh, qualifiers, uh, now that we have uh, roughly 50 slots left, uh, we haven't put a deadline yet. Hunter and I, I are talking about sort of putting a final date, if anything, just to put the fire underneath you all to get your games in uh, this this last wave. We mm-hmm. haven't said it officially, but I would say that is coming, that we're going to have a final date. And if we don't hit the final 216 number by that final date, Hunter and I will just make up a way to give yep. buys to the remaining players. Because yep. once we get past a certain date, it's like we can't keep scheduling prelims without just having these qualifiers set so yeah um i will say I, i'll go one step further um i'll go ahead and say the date that we're talking about as a possible yeah. uh final day uh would be march 1st yes so that would mean you got you got the rest of this month and you got all of february and then possibly march 1st we might just say all right the qualifiers are over yep because we just don't want to keep having yeah. them run in the background and we want to just get everything figured out and get our focus fully uh on the prelims um so we'll see yep um we'll see maybe we change our minds on that but i just want to throw it out there just so that y'all know those of you that are still trying to qualify still try and get in the prelims do it now go yes. ahead and get it get it rolling right 
yeah, you are running out of time, so you better you better get in there, and we we won't just let it go on forever and ever and ever. The whole point of this year is we're sticking to the schedule. I yep. want the finals the first week of May, and I'll do anything to make it happen. And if you're playing in the prelims and you're like, I'm not available any of May, you need to lose your game, okay? Because yeah. I'm not going to be very forgiving on this. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. It is happening, y'all. We are going to be, the summer is going to start. We're going to do the finals and then we are going to have a summer. Yeah. Me and Matt. Right. Okay. Well, and, and by that, Matt now means apparently I have way other, like, not only do I have Gen Con as a way bigger deal in my schedule, but I got other stuff going on in the summer that can't have. Oh, sorry, sorry. I meant, I said that wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having a summer. <laughs> I haven't had one yeah. since 2020. Okay. So I'm having one now. All right. Hey, on with the show, Hunter. We had a delightful sit down with uh, Dane and Milty. Uh, th we've done win making round tables before. We're trying to like keep doing them and opening them up to like other people. And this was a fun one with like sort of the two people who do the most actual, you know, thinking about rules and or the design itself in Dane uh, uh, about this game and kind of getting their takes on what what role does win making play in all of this yeah uh it's a fun conversation i think you're gonna love it it's very silly and we kind of go all over the place but it's very i think it's gonna be really y'all are gonna learn a lot about <laughs> dane yeah. and i don't think you've ever learned more about dane than you will in this episode yeah and you might be surprised at what you learned at the, he was surprisingly cavalier. I, I, I've just never seen Dane on the show really just kind of let loose to that extent. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of fun. It's a fun time. Well, let's just dive right into it. How the sausage is made. <laughs> Wait, you've been on the show before. Have you right? never, you've been on a thing. We did a rules <laughs> quiz with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Me out for a second. We need to. I want to well, do more rules quiz. Hit me and Milty against one another. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> actually, <laughs> just get, hold on. Get obliterated. Hold on. <laughs> Let's shift. Let's shift you topics. You just pitched <laughs> a better idea than the episode. <laughs> Hit me and Milty against one another and then like make it exclusively my own rulings and yeah. I will still lose. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> this We're in it now. Uh, we're here with, you've heard uh, his voice. It's Dane Beltrami, the designer of Twilight Imperium 4th Edition. Hello. Hello. Uh, how's it going? Fantastic. And we're here with the designer of Twilight Imperium 4th Edition, Dane Beltrami, uh, also known as Milty. Hello. Hello. How are you guys? <laughs> We've done it. We've put both of you in the same room on a recording. You can put it to rest. Uh, they're perhaps not two people unless Dane hired a roommate to pretend to be Milty. I guess we'll never know. Or Dane can just do two voices that aren't even really that different from each other. <laughs> hey, you so, don't know. I mean, I I mean, unless you hear us talking at exactly the same time, even then, <laughs> there's an element of doubt whether or not we're the same person, I uh -huh. feel like. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Uh, well, today we wanted to get together and we've we've done kind of a, a few episodes on this topic uh, throughout history of win-making, of uh, what to do when the game gets weird and people start really just like tossing points around or doing things for each other. It's, I think, the part of the game that has evolved the most since release. Uh, people talk about the like one of our first tournament games that ever had like a win making scandal and how big of a deal it was at the time. And now you look back at that moment and it's like, man, we have 
eight of those at least a year if you're looking at this year's prelims maybe every single yeah. game is just that now <laughs> yeah we already had like one at least i would say minimum that was like more scandalous than the original scandal right and all in air quotes obviously it's <laughs> not scandals it's a dumb board game it can't be a scandal but uh it feels like people have heard enough from hunter and i specifically on our thoughts of win making and even though those those opinions do sort of change over time. But we've been trying to bring in more people on the topic, uh, you know, every, every so often. So today, uh, it seemed fitting to have Dane and Milty talk on it, especially since, you know, Dane has more control over this stuff than anybody. He's the one who can flip some levers yeah. uh, and it's, turn it's things Dane's off. It's Dane's fault. Yeah. So, like, maybe we should hear from him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always that, like, you know, where, where you, it's not, it doesn't really matter what the intent of the author sure. is in this yeah. case. It's like, right. it is what it is because it's yeah. out in the world and it's out of my hands. Right. Certainly, I have opinions on it, though. Well, let's, let's lead with that specifically then and just just talk about support for the throne as a promissory note and how I feel like that is the sort of cornerstone of the potential of win making. There's there's a lot of ways you can help somebody win, but the, the clearest cut and the one brought up in like tournament rules or various other things is the like, you can just give someone else a point in this game. Uh, and Dane, that was... Your intent was to let somebody give somebody else a point in the game. So I don't know how, how far you can go with uh, any sort of uh, disdain for win making when, when well, that's in the a, game. Well, I have a lot of it. Okay. I have, a lot of, I have a lot of disdain, not for win making, but for support for the throne. And to me, what I feel like is that I've given you all a tool that nobody is responsible enough to use properly yeah. that's 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 basically my feel on it and i i have almost nothing but regrets <laughs> like in a perfect world i i don't mind support for the throne like even in its current form uh if if used responsibly okay uh but you know it's just not always or ever really used <laughs> yeah. used that way. So and, define and that, that and for me, well, though. What does yeah? What does responsibly yeah, yeah, mean to you? I mean, re responsibly is to me is when you have to trade for something that is vital mm -hmm. to you, or you are like trying to give some collateral to not be eliminated, mm -hmm. or at at a at a minimum, you are hopefully trading for something you are either trading for your own survival or for a point yourself. Yeah. Right? right. Like, like that's, that's really what it, what it comes down to. And of course the, the aspect that I don't like there is, well, su support the swaps. I yeah. mean, that's, that's the big, the big thing is that I just can't stand it. Right. I don't, I don't like the idea that once two people just decide to swap points, then and it, okay, so just to clarify, also, like I said, it's y'all's not responsible enough, but re in reality, <laughs> it is absolutely a weakness of the design because, yeah, I mean, you can just there's really if you have two people who just want to get a leg up on the other four players and they don't want to fight, they just trade points, yeah, and then yeah, and then you're kind of forced as the other players to decide if you want to do that or not right have you ever had a desire to like go back to it and this would probably be too much like word snafu and maybe there's just not room on the card but like in it sounds like in your perfect world you would ban the idea of swapping like that the text would somehow read out 
if this is in your play area, that player can't have yours in their play area or whatever. Because like right. you're saying, from your perspective, it's supposed to be everyone's biggest fear with support for the throne is I have a point, but I can't touch you. And more importantly, you have carte blanche to mess with my stuff. You can just come in and at some point I have to decide if it's worth it to lose that point to retaliate against you. That's what you want that to feel like. Yep. You know, around the time of Prophecy of Kings development, I considered it. At mm-hmm. that point, I wasn't as down on it, but I didn't, I still didn't like it. But mm-hmm. I, and ultimately what happened is I was never comfortable enough with any of the solutions or none of them really resonated with me enough at, at the time to yeah. just be like, all right, we're changing it. And at this point, I would just almost even just remove it straight up. <laughs> like, I, I just don't care for it. And it, you know, it, <clears throat> I mean, obviously, TI is already a long game, so there's that aspect of it. But at the same time, like, it also shortens the number of game rounds, usually by one, yeah. like the fact that it exists. And that's that sucks to me because I like spending time in mm. the game with more tech and big fleets. It's true. And so, yeah. Yeah. When it, when it ends like that, I'm, mm, eh. this hypothetical where it, like, can't be swapped. It just makes me think of the disgusting meta that would arise where everyone just mm-hmm. trades it in a circle to the left right. and the game is even less interactive because you just yeah. always <laughs> never attack that person and you know you just are planet swapping with the person on the other side. Yeah. Well, and, there was there was one that yeah. was p- pitched to me fairly recently um, that was basically like uh, rather than the other person can't have it, it's that yours can't be out on the table at all. Oh, um, to get to get points to get points for any of your supports that wow. are out. So to me, that probably means that then at that point it's just not used really, right? Um, or or it's only used to, you know, as a bargaining chip t- with whoever's in last place <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Right, yeah, I it which maybe is fine because then that. Or it's only ha- used, used as a 10th point. Like, or, or it's only used as the final point you give someone because you want the game to end is, is yeah, another option yes. there. <laughs> yes, that is that is also the case. But it's hard. It's hard finding something that is an adequate replacement for that because yeah. nothing's worth, nothing's got that value. And mm-hmm. the thing about Sport for the Throne that is nice is that it's value for somebody that is also not a snowball effect because it's not like... You know, sure, I could make some card that has a ton of value, right? Like uh, 10 trade goods, right? I would absolutely sp- spend 10 trade goods to get a victory point, right? Yeah, right. But if I right. get, if I had a card that was 10 trade goods that I could give that was like support for the throne, that that those trade goods, is, that's, a, that's like a persistent game thing. That turns yeah. into a snowball. That turns into a sh- like, you know, two dreadnoughts or, and, and some other stuff or whatever. And so it, the point on its own just as a as a victory point value it was nice because it didn't affect anything else in the Mm -hmm. game i think Um, it even has the opposite impact because and i think you know depending on the type of player the most you know some of the most skilled players will use that drawback of the other player not being able to activate you without you know losing the support to their advantage mm -hmm. like brian is really good at this where he will take an equidistant if not you know adjacent to their home system before forcing that support swap 
So then it's, you know, they get the point, but yeah. they are inherently disadvantaged even as opposed I, to snowballing. I wish I was smart enough to pull off plays like that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, so do you do you feel like if it was at this point, you would be happier if it would just wasn't in the game at all? Or have you ever thought about replacing it with something that it is functionally very different, but kind of maybe has the same spirit that doesn't maybe doesn't involve points? You were talking about something earlier that was like, you could give it to someone, but then they can't play theirs or whatever. But like, is there is there any room for something that functionally means I'm supporting another player in their victory? Yeah. Or is that just maybe not compatible with this game? I mean, functionally, I feel like totally like there there could be. Um, but it's real hard to figure out what that is. I mean, there's probably a world where there's um, like a faction specific one. But to kind of answer your original question, I think that yeah i would consider an alternate an alternate effect entirely that's not victory points or yeah. or or simply just giving it the x i mean honestly yeah. that's kind of what alliances almost feel like and it's just a, it yeah. de- it deterred like it depends on the scale of the commander but like some of those are like such good abilities that it feels like that same kind of you know, you still have alliance swaps, but those don't feel as gross as a support swap because it's like we both unlocked powers for each other and like it has mm-hmm, this right. like new effect on the game that just leads to interesting board states. And yeah, I think you could argue alliances really just are the new support for the throne. They just aren't as concrete as points, but some of them can feel like it, right? I mean, and sometimes mm-hmm. they are points. Sometimes it's nomads and the flagship objective is on the board and there you go, here's a point. Like my alliance gets you a free flagship. I think part of the reason why alliances don't feel as impactful is that one, they don't kick on immediately, which means you might not be able to even offer yours for a while. Uh-huh. And two, of course, it's like you said, it could be a point, but it's not always a point. So there's this huge, huge gap and even even just between factions of like power power levels, there are some that are way better yeah. than others, and maybe that's because the factions are imbalanced. Oops, uh, or maybe that's because, <laughs> or maybe that's just because, um, maybe that's just because their power is concentrated on another component. Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, win making exists outside of support for the throne, so even removing it from the game would not change what these players do to it uh these days uh you you see a lot more weirder interactions uh so can we talk about i feel like one of the newer meta plays has been uh and maybe i don't know if we helped proliferate this or not but we certainly gave it the the name of the magi's gambit and just in general (sighs) gambits have become a pretty common thing in the late game um in in i don't know especially async i feel like i feel like async is where this really shines because you're talking about games where people have really run out of steam right where people have really sort of stopped uh having the drive to like do crazy plays so they're like how about we roll a die and we'll just see if the game is over or not and and uh, uh you know these kind of gambits are basically when and maybe they involve support for the throne sometimes they involve just like handing objectives the, the easiest example would be like you send a destroyer into my pds and uh i roll and if i get you know, my hits, I scored the last point I need to win the game. If I don't, I give you my support for the throne for giving me the shot to do it and you win the game instead. That's like the cleanest version. But they, they the deals can get so much more complicated. 
how does that sit with you, Dane? Yeah, it's a little bit grayer. I get it. The gambits don't feel bad to me when they don't involve support for the throne at all. Mm. Usually, it's kind of a case by case basis, but like it does feel kind of kind of bad overall. Yeah, I don't think I have any specific problem with the concept of gambits. How about I'll say that? Yeah, I think yeah. there are lots of executions of gambits that I think are kind of scummy that I don't care for. Um, and, and I will say most of those do involve support, but not all probably. Mm -hmm. I feel like that, like you said, it's such a common thing on async. And I wonder if the fact that you're way more often, you know, playing with strangers as opposed to, you know, a tight knit group of friends has a dramatic impact on how often those happen, because I feel like it's really easy to, to throw a gambit and, you know, end the game, you know, really early or kind of in a, you know, unpleasant fashion than it is in person if you're playing with close friends and you just like oh yeah we all spent six hours and i'm just gonna like rob this moment from you mm-hmm. because i want to roll a die for this right well i, I don't know because <laughs> i've played async almost exclusively with uh with friends and and there have been <laughs> just many, as many <laughs> many 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 gambits already and it's it's a it's a it's a thing certainly though i do think the async aspect of it does does factor in and and it could just be people running out of steam it also could just be that you're not in a like immediate direct voice contact mm-hmm. and so that that kind of play feels less bad yeah i i would feel more empowered to do something like that in an async game than uh, than an in-person game i think oh, for sure I, I think my my reluctance i would never do that like playing like at home with my friends right like I would like I would never do a I'd like pitch a gambit yeah. to like beer and pretzel TI players, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like but but like you know, I'm playing a game with Milty and spades or whatever, then yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll be I'll be scummy, that's fine. Yeah, they're actually that is a funny aspect of it where it's like because uh, I also mostly play async with like people I've played a lot with. But it is easier to be like, does Kaluan or Deft need another win? No, let's just do something stupid. Who cares? Like, not none of yeah. us, none of us need another one. So let's just let the ending be the ending. And and maybe that is why this stuff has increased so much. Is the audience, uh, by and large, has been around longer, right? Uh, there was there was like the huge spike with Prophecy of Kings and the pandemic, arguably for like online play in general. And a lot of them have stuck around. There's new people coming in, but like our tournament, you see a lot of people who now have like a couple tournaments under their belt. And I wonder if that's a factor in why you're seeing so much more of this is a lot of people are like, this isn't my, you know, this isn't my third game of TI or this isn't my only game of TI this year. So I'll just kind of like do the more wild harebrained scheme to get out of this one. Yeah, a hundred percent. It is kind of funny the way that you adjust how you play depending on who you're playing with. Yeah. I, uh, I recently played a game uh, at home, like in California with, with friends from high school and um, very like super casual game. And nobody knows any kind of meta or anything like that. Like all super smart people, but like, you know, this game takes a while to really 
understand the nitty gritty of and nobody bought gravity drive and it was awesome because then then i didn't feel like i had to buy gravity drive Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. so we just had a completely gravity driveless game no gravity drive no support swap we were just like like you know having a good time it's kind of adorable that's awesome Yeah. Here, here was a, a a little bit of pre-erata. I thought this was a good question. Uh, Phil Sage asked or said, "I would never decline a win make. Obviously, I want to win in quotes for real end quotes, but I'll take fake winning over losing." And, and I think this is a big part of uh, like I talk a lot about how I don't feel like I've deserved a win or whatever. You know, I'll, I'll have won a game and then after the fact I'll be like, yeah, but I didn't really win. And it's a lot of times because this, oh, of this win making stuff. What you're no. talking about is very different than what this guy's talking it's about. It's really though. not. At least like, in my mind, I see win making like shenanigans and maybe my maybe my like barometer is set lower. And so I'm like, I call it win making before other people do. But I, I wanna go around the table here and see what what everybody's take on this is. Milty, do you do you accept the win make? Uh, I think I tend to avoid gambits. Nine of spades will disagree because I think I did it one time against him. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think there's a there's a quote that I think it's from Reiner Knizia that is kind of my approach to to win making in general. And it's when playing a game, the goal is to win, but it is the goal that is important, not the winning. Yeah, right. And I, I think you know, having played so many games of TI, you just you don't care whether you win or lose that much mm-hmm. as long as you like had a fun competitive game. Right. Like it bothers me much more when I finish a game at five points mm. where I had no chance than when I finish a game at nine and lose to anything because yeah. I at least want to be competitive in the course of the game. And I will right. turn down a win make if I feel like someone else has this locked up. I don't just want to take a support because they yep. outplayed me. That's a really good quote. I, I agree with all of that sentiment, including the, you know, like the goal yeah. being the, the, the act of trying to win is way more important to me than, than winning in general. Yeah. I would disagree. However, I think that Milty is just not really ever in the position to have to ex- turn down a win maker because he doesn't make any friends. <laughs> he just, he just tries, he just turns himself into the worst person to play against ever. I, I tend to be such a wild card for games with a lot of people that are really used to the meta uh-huh. and whatever. I don't know why I'll jump into an async game and just nobody mentions support swaps until like round five and it's mm-hmm. way too late mm-hmm. or I'll throw out my support for something really unusual. Like I think I did it in a tournament game as Winu and I gave it out round one for a warfare pop. And it was just like, it kind of broke the rest of the table's idea of how to handle stuff. <laughs> wow. And I, I think that's, if you don't like the support swap meta, then you kind of have to play into that where you're like, I'm going to trade this to score, you know, my extra point on Imperial mm-hmm. or something that I wouldn't have mm-hmm. otherwise. Because otherwise you are setting yourself back in the tempo and you are going to lose. And if that's what you're trying to avoid, but you don't like the support swap meta, then yeah, you just have to really, in Dane's, you know, be irresponsible with it and not do a support swap and do something that kind of puts a target on someone else because they'll have to, right. and, you know, you get the equivalent value out of it. Mm-hmm. The absolute, well, hopefully you do, but yeah. <laughs> the absolute worst thing ever is doing well, scoring scoring well, getting ahead by even one point, and then it being round three and no one has swapped 
any supports yet because then you're not going to get a support from anybody yeah everybody Mm -hmm. else everybody else might swap and then it's like well what was even the point of doing well right like what was the point of (laughs) of making that extra effort to get the the one point because now you don't get the the free point because it didn't happen or whatever but like that's a position i put myself in multiple times because i don't like to be the one to start the support swapping because i know once i do then it just goes on forever and i like to trick myself into thinking that maybe maybe this time no one will trade supports yeah and it doesn't happen but you know in the rare occasion that i do get a, a bit ahead like i'm not going to get a support from anybody like yeah yeah there's a quote that i think is attributed to deft piper at this point i don't i don't recall exactly who but it's just the the idea that in twilight imperium you have to be given permission to win uh and I, i've seen this have a lot more prevalence in like the last year or so where you know the end game is like kind of a pretty random smattering of events there's a lot of thematics going on that lead to weird outcomes and and it it's sort of an acceptance that anything can happen and almost to your point milty it's like getting to to eight or nine is the goal of any game and finding that way to 10 is because you know the the shenanigans even if they're not win making shenanigans but just the shenanigans ensued but i wonder how you all feel about that idea of like you must be given permission and i mean obviously win making is just taking that to an extreme generally that is absolutely the case in in twilight imperium i think there is the rare game where it is just someone has locked this up and like whether no one can reach their home system or no matter what you do you know they're going to score like become a martyr or something else Mm -hmm. to win it like they have it locked up it does happen but it's very rare but that's sort of what you strive for as a player is to be like nobody could stop me in any way i had this Mm. game yeah i don't know if i I don't know if I agree with the the quote exactly, but it is definitely true a lot of the time that you don't win TI without permission. Mm-hmm. In any game where there's like a, a kind of like an endless what's it the Winslay carousel or whatever the endless <laughs> yeah. endless round table of murdering whoever is up up top that doesn't really feel like permission to me so much as you know the winner is whoever runs out of steam. But I also know that a lot of people there are a lot of people who actually don't don't like participating in the the Winslay carousel but it is one of my favorite things to do mm-hmm. me too it gives me- i actually it, i i'm less bummed out by support swap meta than i am by people just refusing to win slay at the end of the game because yeah, i feel same. like that's, that's what we're trying to get to and, like <laughs> and, I, and and one one thing that comes up a lot when when in that situation is those people who refuse to participate saying that they don't want to win make and to me that's not that's not it at all. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, I, that's, that is actually, if you take away support of the throne, take away any other thing that bothers me in the game, one of my least, maybe my least favorite thing that happens in, in, in the meta sometimes is when you get to a point where you have player A, B, and C, and A and B are going to win before C can. And C player C then decides that they don't want to do anything that could get in the way of mm-hmm. deciding players A, A, and B. And, well, one, I think that's just wrong by default, and I'll get to that in a second. But two, I think a lot of times people will say that 
and say that they have no chance and then not realize that they yeah. actually may have a little chance. Right. You've misjudged um, actually your own odds. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or rather like, yeah, maybe you don't have a chance with what you're doing, but like, you don't know what player B is going to do. Like yeah. they could be so dialed in on uh, something that they completely move all their units out of a system that you thought was going to be unreachable or yeah. whatever. And, and so like my opinion on that, of course, is that even if I'm going to lose, and I think as a hundred percent shot, I will just continue playing as if the game was actually going to twelve points or whatever. Like if as if I'm as if, I will be trying to score points, and if that means that like maybe I never get to score the points because the game ends, but if that means getting in somebody else's business who otherwise would have won the game if I wasn't there, that's fine. And that goes back to what I was saying before about the the concept of that being flawed is like. I, I don't like it when people say that that they're going to let the other two duke it out is because the entire rest of the game, both players have had pressure from you. Yes. And to remove that pressure, you are choosing the winner based off of, well, basically, you're basically giving that power to initiative, right? Yeah. You're saying, I w- that's what I was going to say. That's the worst part of all of it is what you're all, all you're doing is giving it power to like one of the stranger components of the game which is just like speaker order and initiative order (laughs) like that really that's what we're going to decide this on yeah like 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 that's supposed to be the holy grail of 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 strategic options right like that's just one cog in the game and it it is obviously really important but it shouldn't have that importance to in that regard like in in when you're choosing whether or not you're being a functional blocking player in the game um and that isn't to say that like there aren't situations where there are two other players who are going to win and I could win slay either of them. I don't just win slay someone who's ahead of me when there's two options, right? Mm-hmm. But I will absolutely continue trying to score points and if that means nat- nat- naturally picking one of those two to win, then that's probably going right. to happen if you're playing with me. Yeah. Yeah, can we can we define that wind slaying carousel a little bit? Because I do think it's worth talking about that in this whole conversation, and and then also talking about how it breaks down. But can can I don't know, Hunter? Can you just define the wind slaying carousel? Yeah. So the wind slaying carousel, or the mantis chain of wind slaying, is just the idea that um, each player in initiative order uh, needs to slay their neighbor. Um, so it would start with whoever has speaker, right? Their neighbor needs to slay them. And then the neighbor of that person needs to slay that person. And around we go yeah. until everyone has been slayed. Presumably in a perfect Mantis chain of wind slay, the players would never stop playing <laughs> until the final <laughs> stage two was revealed. They would just continue to, right. it's like a thought experiment where <laughs> these players continue to prevent each other from doing anything meaningful at the end of the game. But it's it's like a goal, right? We're we're trying to reach that level of Mantis Chain of Winslay. And I'll say in a lot of games I play in, you're lucky if you get too deep, you know? And yeah. all I ever want is to see it go all the way around. I don't even care where I'm at on yeah. it because a lot of times I end up playing speaker control and I, and I would be one of the first ones slayed. But I just want to see it go around yeah. more and more. I will say, you know, having played enough games with Mantis, I feel like that's all a trap to help him win. <laughs> because I've played multiple games where Mantis's goal in the final round was to lose combats to win the game. <laughs> 
Yeah, so we all say stuff, and some of the stuff we say is part of a game, and you're right, Mantis may have said that, and it might be part of his game, but I think we could still take that nugget and use it for good purposes, Mm -hmm. even if it is actually propaganda. Yeah, and and my favorite uh, games, uh, especially to stream, uh, and and you've seen this, like, I think in this last year's uh, championship even, is the carousel is, is working, but... I love the deals that happen within the carousel because the com- the chain of command is is out of order. And by that, I mean, well, the player to my left actually can't stop me, but the player to their left can. And so now we're going to trade like who's responsible for who. And the deal making becomes like we are. The goal is still to maintain the carousel, but the jobs have just started to get mixed up uh and and then of course like essentially the job of the carousel right is to let the dice decide in the end right it's okay everybody has these tasks and where this will break is when someone's combat went you know horribly wrong and we didn't expect that and then it's just like oops now there's nothing left to do the dice got to decide the game finally and i think that principle like does make sense to a lot of people i do i do think people like try to make good on that but it's like also like what dane is talking about makes a lot of sense which is that at the end of the game you want to continue doing stuff that's good for you regardless of what you what you think you know about the for sure outcome Mm -hmm. of this game or whatever Mm -hmm. and that also makes sense so i just think like as long as people are making motivated moves at the end of the game it should it should all be gravy yeah you know Yeah. yeah sometimes people don't they just stop yeah, I think one of the old topics we used to have a lot uh, in this discussion, and it's not it's not explicitly win making, but there was always, you know, you get those games where, hey, you have to help us stop so and so or else they'll win. So you have to do it for free. And I still hold to the thinking of if the table needs you to do something to a certain extent, you should be paid or that like it has to have a benefit to me outside of just the sheer logic of prolonging the game i i I want to be paid for my actions and other people need to have a cost uh incurred to them for for me to do the thing that helps everyone that is a good point it's kind of a complicated other aspect of this is that sometimes people will act like at the end of the game that um we're all on a team and i get to use your abilities to Mm -hmm. slay the person when actually it's like i mean we all have to do what what we're doing for our game Uh, and that might not be you know in accordance with what the second player to win wants everyone to do right now so i don't know yeah it is it is complicated I think the like Yasaro hand of action cards immediately becoming the table's hand of action cards. <laughs> exactly. Is a classic example. Especially yeah. in the base yeah. game where, you know, they'll prolong it by a round, but now Yasaro has nothing going for them mm-hmm. in the next round because mm-hmm. they've burned like a dozen action cards for the table right. and they have nothing left in the tank to yeah. actually win. So it really yep. just prolongs the, the game for the rest of the players and yeah, like they absolutely need some compensation where it's like you need this action card well i need to get something from you in exchange yeah right and oftentimes those those things i think are even something like commentators can can misjudge and i think sometimes we see those things and almost feel like they are gambits i think there's certain versions of this stuff where it's like you have to give me something but it needs to be a lot because what i'm doing is a lot to me right so sometimes people are like i need something that's equivalent to a point like you need to help me score my secret and yes it's going to give me a better shot to 10 something i feel like i've run into in recent games is like 
me trying to get stuff to happen to do some wind slaying and I'm trying to get paid and it's like yes I do I like also recognize that this gives me a path to victory we're all trying to maintain paths to victory I hate it when me trying to be a part of the team and a part of the carousel is suddenly deemed as like yes but it's unacceptable for you to have a path to 10 we must remove your chance of scoring anything or else i i feel like that's what i see DeSuga do extremely well in games that DeSuga plays is like i'm gonna make sure you're still getting yours i'm gonna make sure you have your path to 10 we all want our path to 10 that's the thing that must be maintained everything else is like the resources we get to move around to try to make that happen but i'm not going to take away anyone's path to 10 until like the moment it matters the most i'm wondering if uh like the classic question on an episode like this is what do we specifically define as win making Mm -hmm. this is the age-old one but i'm curious (laughs) because we've got dane and milty here so i want to know like how wide is y'all's window for what constitute win making is it playing the game at all is is just (laughs) is sitting down is the is selecting a faction win making like or or is it is it just those like weird things in round five or whatever uh i probably wouldn't call it explicit when making but my window is pretty wide and and when it comes down to it if it's round one or round two and you're being friendly and you give away a point to your neighbor because it's cool everybody's at one that you're just as culpable as the person who gave away the the support for the throne at the end. And I'm not saying that I don't do that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's way more chill to play a game of TI when, you know, the first couple of rounds are a little friendly and you're not, like, posed for the whole game, right? Like, I get yeah. that. I'm not necessarily saying that that's bad. All I'm saying is that it is win making <laughs> and, yeah. and 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 if you if you do that and then you also complain later when you get s- slayed or whatever like then well guess you sh- shouldn't have done that thing that would have literally cost you nothing to not do uh-huh. like uh, and it, yeah it doesn't make me mad because i mean i i'm just not that invested in the the final outcome like like my day isn't going to be ruined if i lose game so like i'm more about wanting to um you know do my best and pull off whatever meme shenanigans that i can right Um, Mm -hmm. yeah if i could just start a game of ti in like round five after we've already we've already (laughs) determined who's about to win and we're just planning planning an epic multiplayer win slay or whatever yeah that's like my favorite part of the game right i feel the same way about the last part being the best part but i feel like that's the the reason it is that way is because we've all decided that it's a cooperative game until it's not <laughs> you know what I mean? there yeah. would be more drama yeah in the early rounds if we didn't all Kind of, and i mean it's it's re- the game works this way right mm-hmm. like it's not we're not just making it up but it's also like it is a cultural thing where if we all just decided like we didn't like playing the game this way then yeah it it would come to blows earlier than uh than yep. it does I'm, you know in in the way we play it now i'm very curious um with the eventual bga release like i'm very curious mm-hmm. if the the tone there is going to be different because yeah. i feel like there is a high chance that like that's going to turn into like a way more 
aggressive meta, but maybe that's just me just uh, saying words. <laughs> what makes you think it, that? I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious what makes you kind of go there. I guess just the way that it's going to be like, uh, I, I mean, aren't most BGA games, I I'm not, I don't know this for sure, but aren't most BGA games like ranked in some way? Like, mm. don't you have like uh, like ratings? There's and, always a and score. Stuff like that? It's, it's like a little league in every single thing that you do. Yeah. You, you're keep, you are keeping score. Yeah, I don't know. If that is the case, I, I can understand that, right? That's sort of the thing behind the uh there's a global league that just like has games you can win and and score points and those get described as like really cutthroat mean games uh, mm-hmm. and are are not the kind of ti i want to play <laughs> i know Plus that it, like it'll be asynchronous but it'll be asynchronous without all the like chat functionality of discord yeah. i mean there will be chat functionality i think yeah. i i mean i think there has to be yeah i guess it isn't another thing that, like like does bj have matching i literally have no idea like i yeah, I don't. Like, does I it, don't know. Does it match you? It with, does yeah? If you play yeah. random. So yeah. like, it, just playing with random players in a matching system itself is enough to me. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm really curious to see like how many games where you're playing with matched players like reach the end. Yeah. Right. Like, like, are people gonna like kind of? bad attitude it and it's like oh they're losing (laughs) they're losing and uh they're losing it's async so it's already gonna be really slow and uh they don't know any of these people so i'm gonna just uh yeah oof stop playing like i'm really curious yeah there is that weird aspect of this game that just inherently (laughs) leads to like just bad things can happen there there can be uh bad vibes in in games of ti and and maybe sometimes win making is uh us (laughs) relieving ourselves of uh it getting worse in in the bad games oh yeah (laughs) i've definitely been there before where it was like this win make is not about making it more toxic actually we're making it less toxic and i don't want to go into specifics but i we all know we all know yeah i think like you said you know at some point playing the game itself is shades of gray of of win making right if you're at you know, if someone's mm-hmm. at nine points and you give them your support, you're putting your chances of winning to zero. Right. So, you know, that's right. the strictest sense of win making. But the second that someone proposes a support swap and you just kind of accept that as if it's equal value and, you know, maybe they're scoring before you in initiative. Maybe they have another pathway already set up like or, you know, you support swap with a custodians like player. And they already have another path because then they don't need a stage two. Like it's never an equal trade in that sense with a support swap when you just look at right. point for point because it's you know there's you know different objectives on the ga- on the game board where it's like well now I can't activate any of their three empties like mm-hmm. this wasn't an equal trade at all. So yeah. to some extent, yeah, like they said, you're you're just as culpable for giving that point away early as you are, you know, yeah. for giving that support swap towards the end. And the funniest situation is always Hakan trading away all their planets <laughs> and then just sitting in their home system in the last round where it's like, yeah, like you helped everybody score, right. but you went way overboard right. and you've taken yourself out of the running by being so generous. Yeah. At what cost? <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, I definitely used to have that same kind of thinking and I don't think I'm like wildly far away from it, but, but the idea that like too much, boat floating early is just like well you you've you've made the bed you know that and now you have to sleep in it uh, especially I've, I've had two recent async games where 
just like Winu has not even been touched and we're just like totally chill with Winu getting away with one kind of the whole game. And I'm kind of sitting in the corner like, okay, I guess, Milty, you're in this one and it's your friend that's Winu and we're all just sitting here watching Winu do great and I'm waiting for the, the shoe to drop basically. And and I don't, I don't know how to feel about it at this point, but I keep having these games where, and I think it's especially common in, in async and I, I'm absolutely not saying I don't do it too because there's a certain laziness that comes with async which is like you know we could make all of this really complicated or we could you know kind of get through around too quickly and and like just make the boats float as much as possible so i I don't know uh i definitely have been a part of all sides of the of the coin uh on this one and I, i don't know where i fall anymore so i have a question for you guys i'm sure there aren't statistics for this or if they are they take time to get but what would you guess if you look at every winning game and the point breakdown of players who have won. So they are the player who hit 10 or 12 or whatever. How, what percentage of games do, do those winners have at least one point from support? Ooh, that's a great question. It's got to be like 75%, right? The classic yeah, tempo exactly where my mind is. Is, yeah. Yeah, is your support and your, you know, three secrets and one bonus point and your five stage one objectives, right? And if you're not getting right. five stage one objectives, you're getting a stage two. But that support is always built in to yeah. that. Like, and then the only way around it is some extra point, whether that's, you know, a cust- like custodians or imperial or like a relic, right? Mm-hmm. And then how often do you see somebody like who's already at nine points score a stage two? Yeah, that one might be more common uh then then like not not more common than support for the throne but like i i do think the player get that gets to quote unquote 11 in a 10 point game uh as a as a mode of winning is maybe not wildly uncommon i'm trying to pull up like the the last year's tournament data because i do know we don't have support for the throne track but we definitely have like in which a stage two was scored and in which a stage two was not scored and within that i re- right. i recall an interesting piece of data being the number of games where it's without a stage two, but it's also without custodians. And to me, that that must scream support and some other bonus point came up, right? But the, I feel like that, right. like, to me, assumes support for the throne is involved. Yeah, that situation is almost like double support somehow, right? Like, right. you see this occasionally where it's like, how did this player end up with two supports in round two? Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no ability to stop that tempo when they can close out in round four. And other players are so far behind on technology or something that they don't even have the ability to win slay that player. It's yeah. funny how support for the throne is like, I agree that it, it like kind of sucks. But then if I hear that somebody has two of them, I'm like, that rules. Like, <laughs> what, what is that? Like, what, how does that make sense? <laughs> I'm like, support for the throne's lame, but oh, they won and they had two support for the thrones. That's really well, cool. Well, it does go back to Dane's you know that th- that means one of those was absolutely earned the right one of those way was for real the, yeah. the real yeah. way you get a support for that i mean yeah that that goes to exactly dane's point of they did it the respectable way and you did something where you extorted them or they they had to give it up you knew it wasn't in return uh for another support and yeah those just feel better it's cooler to get a support for the throne for not a support for the throne Agreed. Though, to be fair, it could have just been the, the opposite, the worst way to get a support for the throne, which is just out of 
spite or rage. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> where it's just like, yeah, that's true. I want too. the game to end. Take this. Yeah. Like that. That's that's also not great. It, it is kind of funny on a little side tangent. I uh, I just realized I was like talking about that game I played at home where it was like no gravity drive, no support for the throne. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I was yeah, kind of yeah. like making it sound like like I was being like really great and casual and having a good time with my friends, but I absolutely played Nazaroka and just farmed like <laughs> 16 relics in my slice. And then during the last round, just spammed uh forge until I hit, hit a yeah. shard at the end. And that's they're just the like, real, of course have no idea what's going on. Yeah. That's the real beauty. <laughs> I'm, I look forward to someday. It's like, it's been so long since I feel like I've played a game with like five completely new players and I need to relive that freedom of like, I don't need to do anything in this. I can do uh, what, yeah, what lottery do I want to play? What completely stupid, like made up strategy do I want to go for today? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I would love to <laughs> to have one of those soon. Oh, it's I just fun. played a game like that. And it was, it was so funny because I'm, it was a bunch of players that are not exposed to the online meta and are relatively new, not completely but every time something would come up where they were like, you know, popping trade, I was just like, I'd clam up. I was like, I don't want to corrupt this pristine <laughs> landscape with, with this filthy online meta. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely taught my friends X minus one immediately. There oh, was yeah. No, there was well, no delay. That's allowed, um, right? Because it's just like, I don't need to sit here and listen to you all bicker about these stupid trade goods. It doesn't matter. Just, just, yeah. just make your money. They, they were kind of like paralyzed, not sure what to do. Yeah. Well, they never trust you, right? A new player never trusts you when you say, I promise that X minus one is like a pretty decent deal. It's like a fair shake. I was dating someone that I tried to teach X minus one to and she didn't trust me. (laughs) And then it... And then it didn't work out. Also, it was just, I just is remember it, thinking like... Is that a true like story? Was, is that real? That's a true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I was that. dating someone and we were playing Twilight Imperium and I, and it was time for trade to pop. And I was like, oh, okay. So the way the way we do this in the community and it's like, it's like agreed upon the numbers are that it's fair and it's just so that we do it quickly. And she was just like, I think you're lying to me right now. And, uh, and I was like, no, 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 but it really is. So and she was like, nah, I think, and then it took forever. It took so long. Yeah. It was like, cause then it was like, she kind of had to like learn. She had to, she had to like take it one. I mean, that's the whole reason X minus one is like great because you get through. Yep. Everybody gets what they want very quickly. Right. That's mm-hmm. why X minus X minus one is like the opposite of support swapping, yeah. where it's actually we we actually came up with something good and <laughs> we made the game less lame by by coming up with a good thing. See, I totally disagree with this because I feel like <laughs> X minus one is basically a form of win making when you do it in round one, where you're just like you're so generous to these factions that have specific breakpoints, like giving Arborek their trade good to oh. get tech, giving Nalu a trade good to get an extra token. Like sure. the the X minus one value there is so different in round one than you know rounds two through four. Mm-hmm. And then of course round five it all goes away based on objectives anyway. Yeah. But I, I think you know those like, are very particular examples though that you cited, and I feel like it'd be pretty easy to build a table of six where it's like as ah, pretty much a wash. But you're right, there are think, factions yeah, there that are, we like, could hold to the to the. There's fire a lot a of factions that have one. that just based on their home system spends, yeah. right? Like Hakan, you know, is obviously going to get stuff, but you know, Argent being yeah. able to get that extra trade good for a command token is big. Is big, yeah. right? And I think there's a lot of those when you go through them. I I love how much we're talking about how much you all hate early game boat floating. So my uh, I'm in the semifinals of the async uh, tournament, and uh, our round one, 
I orchestrated uh, an entire plan for the round and got everybody on board with it. And I built a spreadsheet that had every single person's action, every single round and what they should do. And it all worked and everybody did it. And it was a great thing. And then uh, very early into round two, we have almost eliminated Arborek. So I don't know <laughs> where I don't know where we got, but I've I've clearly shown both sides of the coin. I think in this in this single game uh, that is very far from finishing. I like that you finally pulled that off. I'm not sure I understand what you were saying. You did like what what you made a spreadsheet that told everyone what to do. Uh -huh. I've played a couple games with Matt, and he's <laughs> pulling his hair out over trying to optimize diplomacy, <laughs> warfare, and technology I'm timings. Obsessed! And I'm it so never obsessed. works out the way he wants. <laughs> I just want everyone to get... I hate those three strategy cards when they're in the round together. And I just want everybody to come out okay. I hate it when, like, communication doesn't happen. And then it means one person is just completely left in the cold. I, I don't know why. I should be fine with that as long as it's not me that's left out in the cold. But I, I want everyone to have a good round. Uh, round one so bad. It's funny because I... I feel like when Diplo pops and it doesn't work for everybody, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But for some reason, I'm a fan of X minus one. Yeah. So really, what it comes down to me is it's all about time. Yeah. It sounds like getting making Diplo work for everybody takes time. I don't like that. Yeah. X minus one, it's fast. I like it. Well, That's really all it comes down to for me. Yeah, it's true. Although I will I will note our uh, our game is the second fastest, it sounds like, of the six uh, semifinal games. So I don't know. It, it works. Well, that's good. Once the plan yeah, was, yeah. it took a long time. There was a long time of oh, no well, that's action. Oh, why you had to make a spreadsheet. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah. Like, I had to make a spreadsheet. You need to know. <laughs> there was three days of no actions and then two days of every single action of the entire round. How often wow. do you think you really see people paying the command token for the secondary of trade never oh my gosh just uh, just is that just the most underutilized yep. thing in the entire game like, I, I think some people should do it more like jolnar should do it you shouldn't replenish jolnar and jolnar should just spend the token or whatever like i think there's yeah, a few I get <laughs> offered an x minus two i will do it sometimes yeah i think there's a handful of factions that will do it if they're not given an option but i think yeah factions will accept the x minus two more often than spend the token yeah because that it works out to basically the same value for them yeah you can have a slice though that kind of supports it right and jo uh, to me jolnar is the classic example too because it's like i got five influence at home if i have any additional influence in the slice like i can actually kind of burn the command tokens and then the trade goods are are the resources i need for other stuff or whatever yeah and i think you know hunter's point about loving x minus one i think that also works because you know presumably five sixths of the time you are getting the X minus one as the player without trade. Yeah. And one sixth right. of the time you have trade and you don't want to, you know, deal with it. Right. But like I, right. I love getting an X minus one, exactly. one because I'm like, this is free money. Yeah. Right. And this helps mm -hmm. me so much. But yeah. yeah, if I take trade, I'm, I'm much less inclined to give X minus one to the table. I think that's what eventually won me over to X minus one was I was resistant to it for a while, but I had too many games where it wasn't even just that if I didn't offer it round one, I wouldn't be offered it later. It was that I would get bad deals all game long because I didn't offer that X minus one. Like I was just like not getting to move trade goods around at all because I had spurned the table and ruined the round one. So it became not worth it to just like have those kinds of bad deals anymore. So it's really interesting because I feel like a lot of the players that I've seen, they are really hesitant to change up whatever plan or whatever meta they typically play to. So yeah. if someone cuts other people out of trade, you know, the next round, 
the table will still include them in trade on mm-hmm. the same X minus one conditions. And I feel like, you know, this is sort of the the one thing that we haven't really discussed at all is that there's this whole element of, you know, you sit down at a table with five players in a tournament game that you don't know. Yeah. You kind of have to play the players as well in terms of who is going right. to be willing to win make, who is going to give up resources to win slay and, you know, things like that, where it's, you know, this is an element of if I am friends with this person, then they will give me their support. If I am, you know, friends with this person, then they'll help me win slay someone to give us both the better chance. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of this unknown where it's, you know, a support swap with Jahan may be more valuable than a support swap with Matt. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although no, a support I, that's, swap with Matt's pretty valuable. Yeah, Jahan's a weird example there. I I, I find Jahan a pretty scary, <laughs> a scary player. I don't know. Uh, I do wonder what message I've sent to the players in my semis game by having like the most boat floating I've ever done followed by the like biggest attack I've ever done in a round two. So maybe I'm, yeah, maybe I'm doing a good job in keeping everybody uh guessing about what i'm doing but i I absolutely agree milty that there's uh the other reason so many of these things have become commonplace is just because there's so much more strangers playing ti together than ever before you know the first two to even three years was very much way more people only playing ti with their friends right their close-knit friends physically was how all of ti was done and it's it's really only recently that like so many more people are just playing with strangers all the time which is why you get these like little shortcuts to everything. Also, I think that overall, when it comes to uh, win making by whatever definition you define it, it makes, I think, more sense to see it in something like a tournament yeah. than it makes sense for when you're with your friends, unless your friends are particularly weird. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, unless, unless, they're, <laughs> unless they're people like us, uh, <laughs> then I feel like it, I feel like it's, it makes sense that so many tournament games end up that way, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think because of that collision of all of these different ways of thinking about the game and that naturally because of that environment, you sort of empower the idea of conning the other players yeah. because there's so much that is not defined. They they don't really have like a united meta. Mm-hmm. Um, and so therefore there's a lot of room for proposing something Something really, you know, out there and different that maybe ends in a way that the audience perceives as being very win makey. Uh, but to me, it just kind of seems like normal, you know, it just seems like it's a Tuesday, I guess. But Well, cool. Uh, Dane, Milty, uh, thank you both for hanging out with us and, and talking through all this. We now have all of the answers we were looking for. And it, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the problem is solved. We've solved win making, everyone. Uh, and you can go forward with all of the advice given herein. Yep. It's, it's over. Co-op, boat float, TI. It's, it's done. We did it. Nail in the done. coffin. The Good job, Milty. High five. Just for the record, just to, just to maybe speak for some people that are listening, I just want to say to you, Dane, for the record, you announce tomorrow that support for the throne is out of the game. I don't know that you would get. I don't know that people would complain very much. Yeah. I think people would be like, "Yeah, that that's all right." Like, people would be like, "Yeah, we we shouldn't have been doing that, should we?" <laughs> like, like they would have been called out on it. Yeah, they would have been like, "Yeah, I knew that was wrong." Actually, <laughs> I think that I think that honestly, that is a a reaction that I would get, and maybe not an uncommon one. But there will be people, a lot of people who would be neutral about it, and there will be people that are upset, I yeah, think. Of course, yeah, there uh, always is. There, That's true, too. But, like, quite a few. So, I, I don't know what to do. I just, You guys figure it out. It's fine. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it always goes. He leaves it to us, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs>
I want to thank our weird bears. Big Al Cappuccino, Squeamish Emu, BLT, Brassbird, Kabbalah Soul, Kaluan, Dandelion, Daryl, Drago Thaxton, Elspeth SC, Jadine Jedi, Carnal, Alice, Emlashevsky, Nick, Absol, Rwise, and Tang. And I want to thank our baby child, big friends, Kraken, yeah. Portmandia, Hercules, Relic Stan, and Vince. You can rate this podcast on apps. I don't know. Do it. Rate this podcast on your next appetizer that you order at any restaurant. Just draw it into the into the dip whatever dip you get write five stars into it and that's rating us uh we had a really good one this week hunter we had an incredibly good rating. I actually know. i need to call this one out because i'm really yeah, proud i'm read. really this proud like of you all review we've ever gotten <laughs> i am so impressed and delighted i like you know it's not it, we really are just trying to have fun whenever we throw out those like prompts uh -huh. for the five star reviews. It is just a joke. Yeah, we are just having sure, fun. Sure. But this is the most I've ever seen someone take what we said and, <laughs> and run with it. And it's beautiful to me. TJ Wolf 77, thank you for your review on Apple Podcasts. What wonders the iPhone hath wrought. Five stars. <laughs> I recently decided to try out a smartphone. My granddaughter has been nagging me to get with it. While I do miss my old flip phone with buttons, this iPhone f iPhone 14, who's it, what's it, is truly a marvel of modern technology. And apparently child labor scrapping for precious metals needed for te such technological miracle. Well, at any rate, the screen has so many little things on it. I tapped one that's labeled podcasts so up came two young gentlemen <laughs> to have a rather obtuse discussion regarding cats and turtles and space oh and phil collins as well i just love him susu studio forever <laughs> seems weird <laughs> to just have a button for nothing but these talky guys the conversation shifted to algebra specifically x minus one but they never never did figure out that problem anywho check out this thing i guess this is what the purple podcast square is for on my phone i should check with my granddaughter knows about this <laughs> I love this is such a good review because it well first of all it creates a little world uh, <laughs> that you can kind of live in and it's a world where is his granddaughter into space cats mm. or did the algorithm deliver yeah. space cats to this guy I think like, so first yeah it was on top of the stack yeah we're at the top I, of knows? the feed because of all of your amazing ratings we're yeah. at the top of the Apple podcast it's gotta playlist. be that <laughs> yeah so it has this like double aspect to it where it's it's fiction uh -huh. written exactly to our prompt and <laughs> and it includes actually like a deep compliment of us where the <laughs> algorithm has said like imagine your life uh -huh. if you have just bought an iphone you pull up the podcast app and the first thing the algorithm throws at yeah. you is do you want to know all about twilight imperium is that yeah. what you want to know about yeah. is this what you're we're, looking for surely this we is don't what know a lot for. about you yet you know but we were thinking maybe you should start here those are like, we rag on the youtube commenters a lot on this show my favorite youtube comments that we get that i will never delete are the ones where someone just says why is this in my feed <laughs> i need to reply to those more often and be like i don't know man i don't know how we got here but uh you're welcome yeah yeah, yeah we are unalgorithmable okay <laughs> 
uh hey guess what we've got some more prelims games this coming weekend i'd like to announce for you prelims game number seven these are some weird times this weekend okay everybody and if you're a prelims player looking to get in a game these are like just getting posted uh and so uh, hop on there and and sign yourself up but you might have to do a lot of weird math to figure out what time this is for you okay uh prelims game number seven is saturday at 600 utc so to be clear for us stupid americans who are always very bad at utc that is very very late friday night okay everybody for the rest of the world it's just saturday okay and it can just be saturday but for us we have so much trip up and i don't want to see americans signing up for this game and then bowing out of it like six hours before because they're like wait it's 6 p.m on a friday i'm not playing a game in six hours that's wild uh so yes six o'clock uh utc on drew minus's twitch channel uh twitch.tv slash drew minus game number eight is another weird one sunday at two hundred utc on the space cats peace turtle switch that's also late that is also late but like early evening it's like 8 p- 8 p.m my time I'm, I'm hosting that one at like 8 p.m my time i'm gonna i'm gonna die saturday, saturday night. night yeah saturday night yeah. matt's gonna die live on stream uh at twitch.tv slash space cats peace turtles and finally prelims game number nine is sunday at 1700 on jail ear cam so we're really all three different channels getting represented yeah. for this weekend because like we said at the top of the show there's like moving and stuff going on there's a lot of th- right hunter and i uh really wanted to do like m- almost every game for the prelims and then our whole lives got chucked out the second story window so Basically, uh, yeah. we are scrambling to make the prelims just happen on time also it's my last weekend in new york city yeah. as a resident of new york um wow. will be this coming weekend and then i am out of here getting out of this one horse town <laughs> and going to the big city lights <laughs> of minneapolis is many of lakes. minneapolis minnesota the, the city of lights the they city. call it <laughs> Uh, hey, we've got an agenda face. Heck yeah. Cardboard Crash Course. Uh, love you also, by the way. Love you, buddy. Uh, hey, bud. You're check great. out Cardboard Crash Course on YouTube for uh, also Spirit Island stuff, TI stuff, all yeah, kinds of little new, board game things. Yeah, guides, yeah, guides Spirit stuff. Island stuff. Uh, so Cardboard Crash Course asks, what is the best way to improve the atmosphere of quote unquote buddies around the table twilight imperium changes you have made to the rules or additions you've made to make the most fun experience in person uh probably with the holiday extravaganza etc yeah so we're gonna have to get theoretical on this one uh well we do have one we actually do have one specific rule uh that that really helps the buddies around the table uh, yeah, yeah. and that's f- every time you finish a round you put a pokemon card in an empty space and the pokemon cards count the rounds count the rounds yeah yeah so, so no pokemon cards is round one and then one pokemon card is round two yeah and yeah therefore yeah. and that's yeah, how you so, can just so that's just that's just like the easy way to count the rounds is the pokemon cards on the table um i'm trying to think of more concrete stuff i've got i try not to sit next to you matt um <laughs> we have not found the proper <laughs> coordination Seating. actually this yeah. year was the best one which is matt doesn't play and he just kind of <laughs> hosts and run arounds in the background <laughs> that was our most enjoyable holiday spectacular yet <laughs> wow is that our best advice consider not playing yeah. um have your I analysis think- paralysis angry friend sit out and find a different role in the friend group <laughs> I think I think buddies around the table TI benefits from uh more of a snack vibe. Yes. You know, more of a like we're hanging out and mm-hmm. and talking about stuff and maybe focusing less 
yep. on the game yep if that's possible um but i i really don't play buddies around the table ti and yeah. i kind of feel like this the reason i selected this question was i was like well first of all i just want to say nice things about cardboard crash yeah. course but second of all i kind of just wanted to like kind of sit in this for a second and just say like we need to play more like yeah. regular games. Well, and we're about and to be able to, right? That's the mm -hmm. advantage of this year is we're about to be in the same place and we get to make a bunch mm -hmm. of new buddies in Minneapolis and just like actually have in-person games relatively yeah. often, like as often as we want to. Uh, so I'm very excited. So I would love for some errata from folks in this channel talking about their favorite buddies around the TI uh, table stuff. I would say... Um, I do think especially it, it, there's two different contexts of buddies around the table TI, right? There's I've conned my friends into playing TI for the first or second time. And so we're going to kind of let anything happen, right? There's there's the like, mm -hmm. oh, we're not going to worry about things that speed things up too much. Like let people have their fun, let people make bad, dumb trades with each other. And you just sort of have to live with it. And then there's like this. These are my five buddies. We play TI, right? You know, once a month or something. And, and that one is like more about how can you, I would say that's when it's like, let's, how, what are the best tools to sort of speeding things up so that we don't get hung up right. on the same talking points every single game or whatever. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think that homebrew is kind of an interesting like, like aspect to this mm -hmm. um, that I don't know that we really speak to that much, but there are like, I think some things that you can chill out on like, I think doing the agenda phase the quote-unquote right way is yeah. not necessary for every group. Right. Um, you can just call out if anybody wants to play any cards, yeah. wins or afters, oh and just gosh. let them play cards. Like, can I just tell you? We were talking about this in my Twitch chat the other day. I'm just sick. I'm sick of all the little rituals, actually. Like, I am actually... Yeah. And I think async has done this to me, because async, it really is like, everybody's kind of just like, listen, man, we don't have time to sit here and wait for everybody right. to, to draw a secret and then discard a secret and then it might be like tomorrow before the next person does that just draw your secret and discard your secret the, the statistical variation is yeah. so low so it's it, so minor it doesn't matter yeah. and it has really shifted my thinking of like so do we need to do any of this or could we all chill a little bit okay <laughs> and just like just get secrets and accept that they're not I, if i think we like got ourselves into that thinking because base game the secrets were so limited, right? And so then there was right. like a by the end of the game, you can count out every single one. Now it's a it's a it's a random grab, anyways, right? There's right. half the secrets are still on the deck by the end of the game, uh, and and the same thing is true of the agenda phase. Just like play your wins and play your afters, okay? Just play them. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's not optimal, but who cares? Yeah. Like you don't need to make the agenda phase optimal yeah it's not worth um, it it's not worth the time <laughs> what you get out of the agenda phase is not worth that sort of investment right now if you're playing a tournament game obviously there's a sure. whole meta game aspect to playing writers but i don't know when you're just playing with your buddies like i don't just hey i'm playing this yeah just say it yeah <laughs> put <laughs> just, it out there just talk like, to your friends <laughs> just talk to your friends and be like ah, i'm gonna play this yeah done don't yep. care absolutely um so yeah i do think that twilight imperium with like kind of a loosey-goosey more laid-back attitude is probably a lot it's a lot easier to parse it's like less yeah. it hurts your brain less yeah which is good yeah. if you're trying to hang out with your buddies. well and especially when you're trying to teach new people and then you're constantly like 
filling them in on the weird little semantics uh-huh. of things. Hey, guess what? That's a super not fun way to learn a board game because <laughs> you it's don't true. retain any of that information. You will not retain when versus after, okay, in your in your first game of TI. Or it, it, maybe you can. It's just not worth retaining that. Like, why have that be the focus of what your first game was is like trying to get all this lingo down. Just learn the vibes of how the game kind of goes and, and, mm-hmm. and go on, move on with your day. Something Dane said in this episode is like the idea... And maybe maybe it was like also before the call, but I, I've heard Dane talk about the notion that yeah, it wasn't this episode because support for the throne shortens the game by around essentially, right? And it's like some of these things are designed to have a little bit more time, and and you see whole new groups they'll go into round eight easy because they're they're not so hyper focused on objectives, they're kind of goofing around and having more fun and letting the war of the game take over and let the other aspects of it just sort of you know fill in. Uh, and I, I do think our like playing the game too good gets in the way of some of that stuff. You don't get to experience as much of the tech. You don't get to experience as much of just like mm-hmm. the stuff in the game. Yeah. I, I wish I could like kind of transport myself back to pre space cats mindset mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. and play twilight Imperium that way just for the experience of that. Yeah. Um, but you know, just can't do it. Yep. It can't be new again. Um, <laughs> You know, not until we get Codex 4, Dane. Dane. You promised, Dane. Dane. We didn't call him out on that. Oh, well, we, now yeah, we are. we really ha, should have. Uh, hey, Galactic Council, your episode is next week. Uh, it is the pre the guide to the prelims. So thank you, everybody, for voting on that. And uh, Wait, Hunter, is voting over for it? Is voting, it, is, I think, is over by now. By the time this is actually in people's hands, you have like a day left. And I don't think the disparity between the options is close enough to me. Well, get in there because I want to do top 10 video yeah. game. Yeah play oh yeah no it's all right 33 percent to 40 percent if if a huge legion of you jumped into the last second we could do top 10 video games to play when you can't play i'm gonna say that's the one i really want to do in that group everybody in the other two in 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 the other two options that weren't doing as well uh you know kudos to you for for following your heart and following your bliss but if you shifted your votes over to video games hunter and i could uh do something way dumber (laughs) just so you know yeah (laughs) yeah and also i just think it's really hilarious for us to to do it like this to be like here's your choice you can choose whatever you want but when yeah. i want to do this one please <laughs> let us do that one um just kidding we'll do whatever one you want we'll it's do whatever yeah we're uh, adults and the uh, hunter whatever. homebrewers guild i think it's the same thing as last week essentially right it's just that there's a last oh, well, i have i have an update okay I have great, an update great, 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 great. Um, so i have uh i have found a graphic an official graphic Yay! designer for the lazax uh, Twilight Imperium 4 POK Edition. Mm. Um, it is uh, Kako Topos, um, which I hope I pronounced that right. No idea if I did. Cacoctopus? Um, I am Cacoctopus. No. No, because it's not a U there, Matt. It's Kako I'm not, Topos. I'm not reading it. I, I, went, I, I really, I really uh, stepped in there because I'm not even looking at the word. I just <laughs> went off of what you said and you decided, just... how could I reinterpret those syllables into something that different? Is... Wow. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I think I would. Have... <laughs> Don't do that, like, folks. Not... <laughs> that was very, that yeah. was interesting. You yeah. should talk to your therapist about that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so today I just kind of like butted in on something <laughs> that I didn't have any idea. I just kind of threw uh, out a guess. You mean Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we have we have a graphic designer, um, so which means that I expect by this uh, weekend. Well, sorry, by you hearing this, 
the the components are all finalized uh we we have our final draft of it is set um and then we're just waiting on uh kekotopus topos now you got me saying gotcha i Uh, gotcha (laughs) so uh we're 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 gonna be waiting on them to to finish uh the components and then hopefully we'll get those done on time for a stream that last weekend that last weekend is gonna be really tight for me i'm gonna be driving across the country but i am gonna go ahead and say that i'm gonna try to make it happen i do not want to push this back anymore yeah um but i did i i was originally gonna drive across the country in the middle of next week and now it's happening towards the end of next week because of just just bad stuff mm-hmm. um that happened but <laughs> i i still think it's possible uh so we will just see uh how it goes sure. and you'll be able to see those final components uh hopefully uh soon and they'll be imported into the ttpg um version of twilight imperium yeah so there you go yeah homebrewers guild update done you know what I want to do, Hunter? You know, what do you I'm thinking do? about wind making, and I'm just thinking next time you and I play together, we just need to do an an earnest attempt, Ernest Sanders attempt at uh, a ride or die. Why don't we ride or die each other and just see how that feels? It'll feel bad, but why don't we do it to whoever is in the room with us? You and me just commit to wind making each other out, out the gate like a weird married couple. I'm just going to say, Matt, that... I think the the problem. I don't think you have a very good memory for uh, for stuff. Just in general, I think you have a bad memory because we actually have been here before, and the last time we did this, you you went back on it in round one. No, so, no, that's Matt, not... we 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 can't do that. Like, we, we didn't we, we say can't... ride or die. We just said we were going to be nice to each other, and then uh-huh. I I didn't even do anything that mean to you. Yeah. Well, regardless, you made deals with me that where you weren't really being straight up on your side, and that's happened so many times. I, I don't, think, don't we think we can I do a think ride or die. I, I need anymore. to go back. I need to go back to that window. game and see. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, yeah, sure. Go lawyer mode on it. That'll help your case. <laughs> if, if you're, you know what I mean. Like you're like, listen. I don't want to try. I'm not interested in creating goodwill for the future. I'm interested in gaslighting the past. Let's really. That's what you're communicating to me. Like you're like, I don't care. Let's I don't let's not build this on a foundation of niceness. I just let's go right to gaslighting. All right. It's cool. not about if I am mean, it's about that you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's good. I, we're definitely going to have a great ride or die. We we've got the all the everything set up. We're definitely riding or dying. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>